Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just one bear. Just one. Just, just one bear. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm Henrik from Nifrost, and with me today I have Invesus of Bluham. Hi from Bluham. Jon Stoller of Nifrost. Uh, this episode will continue from uh, the last one about uh, Bluham and uh, the story behind the band. Uh, and we got to the point where you talked a bit about Bluham. So, uh, after this, what happened? It was Holmengro, right? <coughs> yeah. Um, so um, at this point, uh, we um, had kind of got some uh, attention and were kind of, uh, in a humble way, uh, starting to build a name. Yeah, there was some uh, press stuff around uh, the Bilam and the release of the mini album. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I started working on a follow-up and a full-length uh, album, uh, which I started recording in, uh, recording in, uh, I believe it was late 2011. Recorded in uh, Conclaven Airshot Studios as um, the previous mini-album. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, and it was uh, kind of the same setup, but uh, with a b- bigger budget. But I don't remember saying that it was a bigger budget, or uh, I don't remember how that exactly worked worked out. But yeah, it was a full length album. And um, so, did you? Yeah. How was the recording? Was it any different from the mini album? No, it was pretty much the same, I think. But uh, yeah, I think we. Um, had um, yeah, we, we more more time? Probably, yeah, we probably worked more on the song in the band. Yeah, setting. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a kind that's and, important. Um, we had a, I I at that time I kind of worked on the songs and made like demos, very simple demos, and had like one riff, and we practiced every week and every week I about, and so we kind of played that song with one more riff every week uh, or like something like that and yeah mm. you you there. wrote it uh in between band rehearsals and then you yeah, or, or was extent, it yeah. uh, complete was the song finished and then you just took no, riff no, no. for riff no 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 it was uh, a lot of writing in between and changes of from yeah, we had to relearn a lot of <laughs> of parts of songs because he changed stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never worked yeah. in that uh, that way before. Yeah, so so that um, that's kind of I, I guess that the album got a lot more flavor from um, the uh, live uh, lineup than I guess any other because it was kind of. Uh, kind of uh, you know tennis playing when I recorded the riffs uh, back home and um, uh, with a simple 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 drum machine stuff and I got to the rehearsal place and got the live guys uh, to uh, to play it and I, I usually got like whoa 
that's a cool twist to it or yeah I, I usually got uh, inspired or yeah that's how it's gonna sound when you get it properly played <laughs> yeah yeah because, yeah so, yeah. Uh, so you uh, never recorded any bass at that point so all your yeah. recordings sounded quite weak before we played them at mm. rehearsal <laughs> yeah so so at that time it was um and uh, i wasn't that experienced too so i got got a lot more from the band from the live band guys uh okay cool i, I got inspired and they kind of have their fingerprint on some of the things uh, on that album. And, and this was the same uh, lineup that we no, talked uh, about? At, at this time it was me and Hauk uh, Skrømt uh, and uh, Felix. Yeah. yeah, that's the same as... So it's the same as... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same as... Before. as yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, you see one, you, you tried out the songs in the rehearsal place, but mm. uh, in the studio it was all you... Yeah, it was um, there was a kind <laughs> today when we are uh, gonna rehearse. We we have to have a point to something to reach. Otherwise, we don't fucking care to rehearse, you know. Uh, but uh, at that time, we had I guess a weekly rehearsal time, and it yeah, was we were younger and less committed to other things in life. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. where did you rehearse? Oh, that's a funny question. That's a fucking fun question. Because <laughs> uh, we rehearsed in uh, what's called the uh, Christent Fellowship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Mölndalsbacken in Bergen. Okay. Uh, it's um, to uh, translate it. Uh, Håkon, will you take the do the honor? Christian community or whatever. That's uh, <laughs> the yeah. How was that? Uh, did you get any comments? Uh, it, it was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. But, but yeah. did did, uh, did the people running the place? Did they? I think there was mostly hardcore and metal bands that play there, so I don't think they cared that much about uh, okay. the music. The biggest uh, concern we had was uh, the no alcohol. Um, yeah, that uh, was. Stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, n- none of the bands cared if, about any of the rules. There were like snooze all around, and I would say that's way worse to find snooze lying around than an empty bottle of beer. Yeah, so um, it's kind of funny because I still have the key for that. Rehearsal uh... <laughs> 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 oh. It's going yeah. on eBay in thirty years or something. Yeah, rehearsal place first uh, keys. <laughs> it was kind of tradition that we went and bought bought a can or two of beer and then went to rehearsal. Yeah, and then, so. Was like, this your it. first uh, rehearsal space? Yeah, so, yes. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, after some uh, re- uh, rehearsing and uh, fucking around with the songs, uh, I eventually got into the studio. I think in late 2011, recorded. Um, the uh, Holman, what was to become Holman Gro, and um, I started. Uh, I got um, got the master and sent it around. Okay, so you sent out the album to different labels. Did you get any response? Yeah, uh, was a couple of uh, responses. Um, I guess uh, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I had uh, like four or five um, uh, contracts or suggestions on the table. 
Yeah. How many um, did you send out to? <sighs> did you do you remember like uh, approximately twenty, uh, thirty? Yeah, we we'll guess between twenty and thirty. Yes. And okay. um, I sent them. All, I believe I sent all physical uh, copies with like promo sheet and uh, yeah, the old school way. Really old school. Yeah, I I always done that when I uh, uh, when I'm looking for a label because um, for some reason I don't uh, fancy uh, <laughs> sharing uh, an uh, unreleased album uh, digitally because uh, suddenly you run into one fuckhead that just uploads the shit to the to a torrent site and then your uh, whole uh, release is. Because Russian torrent site, yeah, it might be, might be, <laughs> might be, but yeah, then it, then, it it, then it's uh, the floor falls out beneath the release because what label will release it when it's already <laughs> released, you know? So your whole sales point is out the window, yeah. That, that's something we didn't think about when we searched for label <laughs> last time, but uh. <clears throat> I haven't heard anybody saying that it's on any torrent sites, but it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm always, uh, always scared of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So then you signed to Indie, right? Yeah, ended up on Indie. Yeah. Um, signed How up. was that? Was it the reason you chose them? Uh, yeah, it was uh, the most established uh, one of the... The ones that uh, offered a contract, so I, I guess the exposure part kind of tipped the scale. Uh, they were established and had distribution and promo and yeah. So at the end of the day, when we um, um, negotiated the contract in very many hours, we finally ended up with something we could live with. And then uh, the album was released. Do you remember the date? Um, it was May, at least May twenty twelve. And this was on CD and digitally. Yeah, right. Not yeah. vinyl. Not yet, at least. Yeah, Might. maybe sometime yeah. in the future. Yeah. Contact <laughs> Blueham for uh, <laughs> the if you want to release it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I can say for sure it's coming, but I. Not when in some years, yeah, maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, it's coming, and it's uh, that's kind of cool because that's what I get most requests for is when is that fucking album coming on vinyl? It's in always some some diehard fans who want everything on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, but I'm uh, I, I'm that way myself, so uh, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> always better, <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of uh, being uh, creating albums yourself and getting the vinyl in your hand is kind of the ultimate. Uh... Feels better since you're actually holding the sound wave of the album in in a way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it's at Ria the stage, but yeah. But it's kind of uh, the ultimate format for me, at least. What did? Uh... Did you do after the, after the release of the album? Uh, Is there any concerts, touring, anything? Yeah, we had some local gigs. Um, I don't remember. Uh, do you remember Hack? It was. No, I uh, don't, we, yeah. 
we did a release, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we had some, a release and we had a second local gig at this least. It's too long ago for yeah. me to pick out if you <clears throat> with him. Yeah, but we probably had some, gigs. some gigs <laughs> around. Yeah. Um with a few people, maybe. <laughs> and uh, at this point when you released Holmengro, you um you had Leif on the live show? Yeah, he was still in uh, the live guitarist at the time. Yes. Yeah. So uh yeah, uh when Holman Grove was released, we kind of got more, um, uh, if you can say, ma- mainstream metal media attention. So in um, in that sense, we reached a lot of people and kind of got, uh, got a lot of new fans very quickly um, with the release of that album. It was... Um, very well received and um, yeah so that's important to mention in the in the story what did you learn by releasing your first album <laughs> uh, first proper album yeah not a mini album <laughs> <laughs> um, well what did I learn uh, I guess uh, it's a lot on uh, on the experience uh, tab you know if you can say that but um all of a sudden, I uh, was doing interviews for magazines all over the world, and yeah, that's that kind of stuff. Um, so it was a big, uh, big step up for for me and for yeah. the band, and yeah. Then the next album was Horseshoe. Uh, yes. uh, was it anything uh, that happened between releasing Holmigro and Horseshoe? Was, was, was there anything hack? Um, yeah, that's not anything big, I think. Probably was, but uh, <laughs> how many years <laughs> apart were, were uh, was two and a half year? Two, if you if you count year, like yeah. release dates, because um, Holman Grove was uh, released pretty fast after um, recording it, and uh, Oshu was kind of sitting uh, in the vault at Indies to uh, wait for a proper tour to promote it. So I so I think it okay, was yeah. done like in uh, March, April, maybe something around there, and uh, it was re- finally released uh, in November. So sitting for a couple of months there, that's that's fucking frustrating yeah. to <laughs> have a uh, yeah. But that's how it is. Yeah, sometimes. we know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, know, I, know. About I, I won't complain to you guys, but <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's you just have to yeah, accept yeah. it. There's uh, nothing you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, but but uh, it won't get released any faster, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, you but do, uh, but you know, in, it's all up it to the label. Kind of a good thing, also, because then uh, the ball was kind of in their ballpark. Um, well, if we're gonna tour, then fucking fix us a tour. So um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about how it was recording uh, Horseshoe? Yeah. Was it different from uh, Holmen Uh Yeah. Uh, well, you brought on uh, Eric for something on there, didn't you? Uh, on Lan, Eric. Um, he um, guested on, um, on Holmen Grå. He did uh, the guitars for the Black Horizon uh, dissection yeah, oh, yeah, cover there, yeah, and sure. clear vocals for that, and also a little, <clears throat> a little um, 
part of Clear Vocals on the track Telehive. On yeah, it was the last track before the Black Horizon cover. Okay, so he did the clean vocals. Did did you do any clean vocals? No, not not on those. No, no, no. No. Uh, so he did clean vocals okay. on both of those tra- those tracks and the guitars on the Black Horizon mm. track. Yeah, yeah. That's a quite quite a fast song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. Uh, yeah, it's like a lot of hammer-ons and pull offs uh, pull <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> hard, hard to pull off. Yeah, hard to pull off. Yeah, well, hammer time. I might I might be able to do it now, but at the time it wasn't. Uh... Yeah, so he he was kind of on his way to becoming a guitarist in the band. No, uh, maybe. Or already? Uh, it or was all. Was it completely random? No, we, uh, me and Eirik uh, Onlan, um, has always had the, the relationship that we talked about earlier, and uh, so uh, he was. Uh, I was. There was no doubt in my, my mind uh, when who I was going to call when uh, eventually Skrimt left. We, uh, I was played together for, yeah, almost twenty years, I guess now. So uh, on and off. Yeah, it's cl- fuck, fucking closing in on that. Yeah, <laughs> you're so, getting old. Yeah, strange. So, oh. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, so I know uh, know his his qualities and uh, yeah, uh, he he knows my faults. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't have to go through all that rubbish. But uh, how much did he do on uh, Horseshoe then oh, in the recording um, process? He did. Uh, he did the solo for the first track, Flammensverke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know okay. if he did anything more. No, I don't think so. It's mostly the stuff you can't play yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On <laughs> on Holmen it was like that, but um, yeah. but uh, on Horshu and the solo, it was kind of yeah. Uh, he he does cool. He's gonna play it anyway, so yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, not at the time he wasn't in the live <laughs> setup, but um, yeah, I, I, he th- he's a cool guitarist. He does uh, weird stuff, and that's that solo is weird. You know, it's uh, atonal and uh, what's yeah, uh, this har- harmonic, and uh, we actually sat. I, I believe we sat here in the studio and kind of let him jam on the track and I kind of said ah that's cool keep that and uh, we made a made a solo that way uh, yeah so it uh, you were kind of the producer of uh, yeah yeah of uh, it, but uh, but uh, yeah I can't take credit for it absolutely not but because that was he was the creative force I was kind of pointing <laughs> putting it together yeah and the rest of uh, Horseshoe you um, did yourself? As far as I remember right now, yes. Um, this was also in the Airshot and uh, <laughs> Uniklave. <laughs> yeah, some, something like Conclave that. Yeah, Airshot or um, something. Yeah. Uh, or and Airshot yeah, yeah. Studios. <laughs> it's the other way, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Airshot Studio thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um with Bjarne. Yeah, uh, I I think I got um, didn't mention it uh, on the 
previous episode that uh, but uh, Arve Istal was also uh, in, involved a lot in uh, in the recordings of both yeah. the mini album and the uh, first full length album holding you Okay. And and Bjornar, this is also yeah, this is Bjornar Nilsson. Yeah, uh, for Vulture Industries and uh, some something more. <laughs> Black hole generator. generator yeah. Generator, yeah. And Avi of Enslaved. So was Arve with on uh, with in the studio on Horseshoe or was it just Bjornar? No, uh, on everything I've done there, both have been there. Pushing the buttons. Yeah, uh, but also uh, on. Uh, I remember on um, when recording Holman Grå, I got more input on um, like um, more backing stuff. You know, making backing guitar stuff um, by uh, Arve and bo- both Arve and uh, Bjarne, because I. Mainly just had one riff uh, and play that, and that might be kind of sounding um, when it's kind of uh, thin, huh? Thin sounds yeah, thin, thin because yeah. it's light, uh, high tones. So both uh, Arve and Bjornar uh, helped you in the studio, but I think I remember you talked something about having to work. Beside going to the studio that time, is yeah. that true? Yeah, uh, actually, it was the same with uh, recording Holman Gora. Holman Gora, I remember, but um, but it wasn't that uh, hard. Uh, it was kind. Of, it was more. Uh, uh, it, it was heavier uh, doing it on the Horseshoe album. I remember because. Uh, was uh, working full days uh, at work and then after work you have to go to the studio and do like yeah, five hours or whatever uh, for two weeks or something long days yeah that uh, was uh, that was hard and you know <laughs> you don't work that hard with the songs back home so it kind of kills the vibe and uh, the fun or the Sitting there and doing the takes a million times, uh, and you kind of get uh, full. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that was um, it. Was a hard one. I uh, remember I didn't. Uh, I didn't touch. Did you say you had a yeah, hard on through all the recording? That material was that <laughs> fucking solid, you know. <laughs> so that hard, hard that was times. the part that was exhausting. The the, 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 no, the no blood to the brain part. Did, did you did you, did you have a drumstick? I didn't need need drumsticks, you know. <laughs> yeah, drumstick. Oh. So yeah, I didn't touch any instruments for like a half a year after that uh, <laughs> recording session. With your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and this time uh, Bjorna also mixed, right? Yes, he did he the mix, mixed. and yeah. uh, Christian Indregor did the uh, master. A uh, good friend of ours. It's uh, it's nice working with him. We also used him on the first two albums. Yeah. 
Great guy. Funny, funny, uh, funny thing I have to uh, say about. Um, I remember when I recorded the drums uh, for some of the tracks on uh, Hoshu. It was that was done uh, in a uh, through a weekend, um, and I remember I had some uh, some buddies over at my house, and I was very restrained with. Uh, how many beers I was going to drink. So I think I ended up with like uh, four or five, uh, 0.5 no. beers. Oh, oh, half a liter. Yeah, half a liter, little, little uh, beers. Half a, half a little beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that I should be good in the morning <laughs> after that, but I had a crazy hangover from <laughs> from that. So uh, when I recorded the drums for uh, at least Evi Herdal and I think the track Weiten Tre, maybe one more, I was cr- <laughs> hungover as fuck and I uh, just wanted to go home. It was, um, <laughs> I, I didn't feel like, I felt like I had deserved it at all. So it was, yeah, it was a bitter thing for me. <laughs> Uh, do you remember when it was uh, done in the mix? When it was mixed? Uh, and mastered, I guess. Uh, when I was done recording it. <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was... Didn't you say, like, May? You said oh, May, March. Yeah, yeah. March, right. March, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but that's... that's uh, I don't really, really remember. It's about... It was early in the year, so, yeah. In the springs. In the spring, and then it was released in November, and that yeah. was in the mid of a tour, wasn't it? Yes, yes. I was um, an ID the head of indie head at the time. At that, that's a good thing to release an album mid tour. Uh, I did not agree. I don't, I don't get it. No, <laughs> I don't do not agree still. But uh, that was the thing then. So. Uh, but yeah. leading leading up to that, uh, did you get? I guess I guess the label wanted you to go to uh, go, go on a tour. Yeah, that uh, they said uh, to me that it, there was no uh, with uh, how the mar- market was now. There was no point in releasing an album with without uh, a tour, upcoming tour. I guess nowadays it's more uh, you, you usually release an album with maybe a week mm. or two and then go to yeah. tour but i i've seen other bands do this too that they released a new album mid tour but it's i i can't okay grasp it why the fuck you can't play the music if people haven't heard it uh you you can but you won't get um you won't cover as much ground <laughs> or you when you go out uh, you want to promote your new album you're going to play a lot of the new stuff and you see the the rows before the bar just piling up because this is not my song, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I don't I don't get it, but that's how it was. Yeah, let it never be again. Mm. Yeah, release before. But I guess you got some uh, tour offers before you got the one with. Uh, yeah, I great, remember what great mayhem. <laughs> 
the true, the true at least <laughs> the true man. Yeah, they were great. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, there was a couple. Uh, it was um, I don't really remember, but it was expensive and it was uh, out of the question because. Well, you know, you you wouldn't pay uh, six thousand euros to go on tour with a band that's just slightly bigger than you. Yeah, it's not that's that's a no go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite quite easy. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> but mayhem is. Yeah. Uh, then we got the uh, bang for our box. It's a, it's a good. Uh, yeah, good yeah, band. it was a good band. Yeah, for us uh, to to get uh, affiliated with those guys and. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it did a lot for us. That was a fun, fun tour. Do you have any fun stories to share from the tour? Yeah, I guess it's um, it's been so many years that uh, we can't be criminally prosecuted for <laughs> for the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I remember the gig where someone had built a. Stave church outside of the like a tiny model mm. stave church outside of the venue, and they set fire to it after the gig or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy people. Well, do you remember what city this was? I believe it was in Riga. There was okay. uh, that was the one yeah, of the most yeah. shitty venues we played too, and uh, yeah, and I, rem- I remember there was one guy in the crowd who had um who had a skull. Uh, I presume it was uh, real because it looked real, uh, <laughs> and it was uh, standing in front of uh, the vocalist, uh, both me and Attila, uh, center stage, and hol- uh, holding the skull up, and it had it painted like an inverted cross in the forehead of the uh, <laughs> of the skull. And uh, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I I kind of like it. Uh, weird, extreme. Stuff. Old skull. Yeah. <laughs> how, ma- how many days were you on tour? Almost three weeks. Yeah. 17, 18 days or so. Yeah. Two and a half weeks. How many gigs? Four- 14 was, it was supposed to be 14, but I believe it was 13 in the end. One was cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Well, you to the church. <laughs> no, we weren't allowed to drive through, through Belarus to play in Ukraine. So the gig okay. in uh, Kiev was. But yeah, it was um, it was a cool thing for us to do a nightliner tour. Uh, we um, we hadn't toured at all, um, so we we was it just you and uh, yes. Mayhem, or was it no, another no, band? Just us. So okay. we um, that's great. So we uh, kind of spo- got kind of spoiled with that because now uh, going into a doing a van tour or whatever. Uh, I just- we're not that keen because <laughs> that's no. usually how it starts. You know, you get into a van and or yeah. a Toyota Corolla and drive fucking to Australia and uh, puke mm. in every pocket of the car on the way. Mm-hmm. And we started on a on a nightliner. How do you drive to Australia? Um, really fast. Yes, and then you <laughs> raise the sails. You take a left when you get to China. No, right when you get to China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, that was a cool experience. Uh, also, uh, the Mayhem guys, we got along uh, great with most of them. Uh, they were uh, after after the first day or so, we uh, they kind of 
accepted us and we got uh, got to be buddies. Uh, that was it was fun. Loads of beer, loads of a bit of whiskey and oh. yeah, because that was <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fucking whiskey. Because um, Hellhammer, yeah, Jan Axel, he had uh, on his rider. Uh, it was uh, one one bottle of single malt. Uh, I think Scottish it was whiskey. Yeah, Isle. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was at least lots awesome of Isle whiskey, but at least Scottish uh, Scotch. Uh, yeah, and he needed help to <laughs> to drink all those fucking bottles. Uh, yeah, and um, you, you went hard. You went hard to. Uh, yeah, I, I had to help ask. my guy out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're drumming like that and you drink a. A bottle of whiskey each night. Uh, was was the only thing he drank, tour. and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> you're I, really kind to help. Yeah. Me I out. always get get in and into the fire for my friends. You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then uh, after the tour, did you do anything else significant before? Releasing the newest album. I guess you you must have had a release party in Bergen, right? Yeah, we got home and um, had a release party in early 2015. Mm. But we also support because Mayhem did did the tour, uh, the European tour, and they then they came to do uh, some Norwegian dates after that. So we were asked to support them in Bergen on Vefta. Uh, I, it was, okay. I can't remember. Was that in late 2014 or early 2014? No, it was the next year. No, it was next year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that, and we did um, a release, proper release party for the Horseshoe at the club gig in Bergen. Yeah. At the yes. garage. R.I.P. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to ask you a question about uh, the lineup, the live lineup, uh, because on the tour it was on the line, right? And you have a, you had a session guy, yeah. And mm. who played on the release uh, concert of uh, Horseshoe? For, uh, Wasn't live playing on the release? Skrempt. No. Skrempt. Yes. Yeah, it was brought back. I'm for not that. used to calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, no the session guy didn't uh, work out, and it was never planned to be more on the tour, uh, more uh, with us was longer than the tour anyway. So when we got back, uh, we uh, hi- we asked uh, Scrum to do the um, release gig instead. That would sound a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> you got used to uh, having two guitarists. Yeah. Um, it uh, and the new newer songs are written for two guitars. So, uh, and I can only fill out so much with the bass. So it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he got back for the release yeah, game. Yeah, only for that one game. That was one off uh, thing that he did yeah. to be a good mm. good guy, yeah. <laughs> a good boy. I think he wanted yeah. back when he got a bit more attention. So ah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I asked him, and he uh, was kind enough to help out. So. It was cool. That was a cool gig. Was it's, it's actually all? on. Uh, it's actually on YouTube. The whole gig with uh, amateur yeah, yes. footage. There's a few from the tour as well, aren't there? The f- the 
Vilnius won. Yes, yeah, I think. I, I can't watch it, but that's fairly. But uh, I, I have a lot in in uh, in the vault. Uh, we recorded most. Uh, a lot we of recorded the, most of it. Yeah, a lot of the gigs there. So uh, maybe one day. And the uh, special uh, song with uh, Attila in uh, Stockholm is also. Yeah. I think we maybe have to talk about that in another episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good story in of itself. So, yeah, well, we should move along. I think. Yeah, but uh, the release gig. This is this was when you met uh, Jan Exarim for the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> because he, what's the story there? Yeah, the story there is um, that I asked uh, Skrumt, um, uh about because. Uh, is is there any promising bands in in town or around that yeah we we were kind of we had moved up to 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 be able to headline in clubs in Bergen whatever level that is but um yeah so we we I, at least I like to 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 give smaller bands a chance and kind of yeah and I, we always had uh, like two or three uh uh, support bands too, because we wanted to <coughs> use our humble position to uh, to the benefit of any uh, of smaller bands. Because we this was not that many years ago that we were smaller and needed that help. So yeah, uh, so at least I asked him, and he said uh, this guy uh, Jan, um, he's uh, he, he plays in a band called Djevelkult and. Um, and he's a he's at least a huge fan of Blue Amnon. Uh, I, I could uh, send him a message and listen what he had to say. And that's the story of how we joined the band. Yeah, so they they played support <laughs> for that gig, and uh, then we kind of got in touch, and eventually he ended up uh, filling in for yeah. Skrumt. Yeah, and he's been there ever since. Yes, he's been drunk ever since. Yes. He's been drunk ever since. Yes, true. <laughs> but, uh, but he is a guy that uh, you know you can ask him about something, and he he's yeah. always happy to help and uh, a positive guy. HIV positive guy, always. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. kind of uh, he differs <laughs> from the rest of us because we aren't that outgoing and uh, pushing uh, our stuff and. So he's kind of a great attribution to the band in that that sense. Uh, I, I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna go around town and say listen to my band, listen to my band. You know I, I can't stand that and talk to the important people or I can't do that. But Jan, he fix. Yeah, he fix. <laughs> you, you send him to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Send him to do the dirty work. Uh, he's gonna do it anyway. But yeah. Yeah. It's gonna get dirty anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. 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 So he joined, but that that was how long after the gig? Do you remember? Was it? Did you talk to him at the gig about no the opportunity? No, I don't or? think so. Um, I, I I can't really remember. But um, there were some weeks weren't there at least months. The next day. <laughs> uh, the next day, n- no, hello, no. remember me. <laughs> the next day, uh, I guess the next day, none of us were uh, really not into 
talking at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, now I was that was a good uh, release party and a good party and uh, it was a good after party also. I remember. Was it a yeah. good crowd? Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, Bergen's usually fairly good. Yeah, uh, we uh, were lucky in that sense. Uh, people support us, so uh, could use the time to say thank you for um, for the support during all those years. Cheers! 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 Oh. All right. So then, Jan joined the band. This is a few years before the next album uh, releases. What happened between uh, Horseshoe and the next one? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I can really remember now what kind of gigs were in between there. I guess there were some festivals. We did um, Last Fest and we did Come and Get Done, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. We did the Dissection Tribute. Yeah. With, with you, with guys. you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, uh, was it fifteen years since the no ten years since the guy killed himself. Yeah, you you know that something like that. So uh, I uh, we can talk about uh, that gig in another episode, maybe. Yeah, we will uh, we will do that. But it, but yeah. in short, we um, we um, arranged uh, I arranged the gig here in Bergen. Um, with a couple of bands playing covers, uh, dissection covers, and uh, later on we got um, got a got a job doing the same set plus a Blueham set uh, on Comageddon Festival. A cool, very cool experience. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of the first one that pops up between there. Um, don't know if you have anything to add, Hek. Uh, no, that is the major. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any other gigs in that time, so yeah, probably wasn't. Yeah, I guess the German, the German one, and all that. But um, <laughs> with that we we can't speak of that. We can't speak of that. That's, no. <laughs> no. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. That's oh, the, the birthday episode. party in Germany. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess um, yes. So. Um, uh, Horseshoe was released in uh, November of uh, 2014, and I entered the studio, if I remember correctly, in summer time or in autumn of 2017 to do the drums for uh, the next album, Mutaneve Ruin. 17? Yeah, I believe so. That, that early? Yeah. Because... When I see the timeline, you released it in 2019. Yes, that's correctly. Uh, correctly. It's, it's not yeah, correct, it's correctly. You worked a long time uh, in your basement there with uh, guitars and uh, vocals and everything. So. Well, it was not, not only my fault. Um, um, I, I did record the drums, as I said, in 2017. And um, then everything happened for... Uh, for Vulture Industries, uh, the band uh, that Bjornar had, they were releasing an album at the time that I was, when I was going to get my drum tracks clicked. The edits? Yeah, the edits and uh, all all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, so that uh, took a lot of time. And when he was done touring, he broke his foot. 
So then it was out of uh, on sick leave for a while. So it was, took almost a half a year before I got all the tracks, the drum tracks. <clears throat> I remember the race that we had to get our uh, Blikrona out and you were getting your Mer out. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we we were ahead for some time and then you, <laughs> Caught you up. got it out before <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> Even though it was delayed for, for, for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was delayed for us as well. It's it's what happens sometimes. Yeah. You you always you always have to think that okay, we have this and this and this. We this is our job and we will get it on the deadline, which is one date, and then we will release it maybe three months after. And then suddenly one year has <laughs> gone and <laughs> you yeah. still haven't released it. That's that's how Things happen sometimes. It's not a lot you can do about it. Uh, Havik men- uh, mentioned you sitting in your basement doing stuff to your guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it just your guitar you did stuff to? Yeah, maybe you should talk about uh, what you did with recording this one. <laughs> yeah, because um, this, this kind of differs from the other albums. Um, I only did uh, record the recording of the drums in uh, Conclava. Uh, as I choose to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> we have to talk to Bjarne about how to pronounce it. Yeah, he has to be a special <laughs> guest on this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, so I only the drum tracks in uh, that Airshot studio and uh, the rest of the stuff I did at home uh, in my own um, studio. And uh I uh, the reason uh, that I eventually built the courage to do that myself was uh, because of I've been inspired by you you guys because you always done it by yourselves and it's kind yeah. of simple if you if you want to dig into it a bit you know it's um it's not that fucking hard you can do a lot yourself if you if you want to. Nowadays, it it's easier than what it was before, Absolutely. and especially with uh, metal, I guess uh, you you know rock and roll. You maybe want that big drum sound, and then you might go to a actual actual studio, which has a big room, so you can get that room sound. Mm. But in metal, you usually don't need no, that. The, the strokes uh, are so uh, often that you don't get the room feeling in between the strokes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, we we have been lucky with having with my brother having a studio uh, with Nifo. So we we've always recorded drums with him, and then uh, we've uh, we've done the guitars ourselves. I think end product wise or art- artistically, it's gonna be better because you have the you know if you you're playing a riff that you have been playing for two weeks in the rehearsal room and you kind of get a new idea while playing oh, maybe a little lead stuff for a harmony yeah. or a voice or something then you have the time to uh, to, exp- to go down that path explore. and explore yes yeah and um, maybe you end up with that wasn't cool but maybe you end up with that was what made this fucking song you know, it's yeah. just a simple synth uh, line or a simple guitar melody or, yeah. So those things don't come as easily when you have the, um, the pay, 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 the pay, yeah, pay by hour uh, 
pressure. I think it's really, uh, I think it's really cool that you got the uh, confidence to do uh, do all of it yourself. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I, I need to thank you guys for uh, that inspiration. Yeah, just, uh, just uh, send some money to us, and it's all, <laughs> yeah. it's all <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> but also, also, you helped me out with uh, equipment and uh, the reamping yeah. box, and uh, yeah. So thank you guys. CI box as well, and uh, yeah. no problem. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah. no problem. It's just uh, it's tennis playing. I hope I can serve uh, something back. Uh, He's yeah. drinking my beer today, so yeah, yeah. It's so fine. he's gonna puke it's in uh, your hallway today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that recording that turned into the album Mutan Evi Ruin. Yeah. Um, um, this is also where you got a new label. Yeah, um, I also have to mention that uh, I did uh, the the mixing was done by Øystein uh, G. Brun uh, from Bognagar. Yeah, that's right. It, was, it did a quite an impact on the whole release and also the band, I think, because he put me in, tep- in touch with uh, Jorn. I don't know how you say it in... Uh, in, in in the Netherlands, but it's Jorn just without an ö, <laughs> so Jorn, I guess. Um, who is the head of uh, Soul Soda Records? Eventually, he uh, agreed to release the album, and uh, also me and uh, me and Oystein, uh, tied a lot of bonds and got very good along uh, during the mixing process and the nerding and the sound stuff. So. Yeah, now so he, um, I have to send out a thanks to Oystein and his patients. Because, yeah. So how how was it uh, working with Soul Seller after you've been at Indy? Uh, was it I'm, any differences, gonna, or was it yeah, m- yeah, yeah much yeah. the same? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to restrain myself here, but um, it was uh, the way it should be. You know, uh, this is Soul Seller is just, as far as I know, just one guy running okay. a record label from his apartment. That's uh, at least what I know. So um, he's um, idealistic about it. And uh, yeah, it's not the profit and pay the rent, uh, kind of sell uh, whatever you can mentality. Uh, and uh, he he's also, um, uh, I, I, he's also a, uh, a friend, you know, yeah. uh, and I, I, he answers answers my requests, yeah. and uh, I didn't have that have that in the past. So, uh, um, and now uh, in Visus, what is going on right now? I think there's some new stuff. Yeah, definitely on the horizon. Yeah, on the black horizon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm working on it, but it's a slow prog- progress. Um, the kind of uh, recording and uh, writing process has kind of mixed together when you don't have to go fit a, de- a deadline like before when you're going into a studio. So for me, it takes a little more time and a more experimental um, process. Yes. Anything new that you haven't done before? I'm feeling confident that the people that's into the Bloom stuff Earlier Bloom stuff isn't gonna be um, disappointed. 
But it's a lot of cool stuff, and uh, it's a lot some different stuff, but also some back to the roots, I think. And uh, sound-wise, I want to go back and uh, go a bit murkier, and we'll see, we'll see. It's also uh, some uh, some cool uh, covers and uh, behind the scenes songs going on that I can't reveal too much about now, but. Some some years from now, you you will all know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Covers and uh, yeah, some some something off the Blueham Grid also. But I yeah. Uh, so I, I at um, I can reveal so much that uh, there's a cover of uh, "Symptom of the Universe" of Black Sabbath. Oh. That's cool. uh, up tempo uh, version where I'm doing the drums then. and I have some other musicians cover the rest of the track or a slack this concludes the four episodes about the two bands that made this podcast and now uh, in the future episodes we will talk even more loosely about uh, music and beer and albums and stuff if you have any questions for either Blueham or Nifrost, send us uh, either a DM on uh, Instagram or uh, Twitter or at Facebook. Contact us at uh, fermentedanddemented at gmail.com. And if you have any um, albums you want us to, to talk about, you can send them to us as well and we will, we will make a list eventually. But is there any beers we should taste? Or uh, if it's any beers we should taste, yeah. I like uh, I like more more beer. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite as well. Or free. Free yeah. is free is a good one. <laughs> uh, but free is over more. <laughs> free, yeah. is, free is better than more. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. So if it's any beer, music, anything you want us to talk about, if it's any questions to either of the bands, We'll we'll take them and we'll try to make an episode featuring what you guys that listen to this, you three guys, the guy, the guy that listens to this, <laughs> the one guy, the, the one guy, or girl, or, or girl. one girl, or two two, yeah, two girls, or one podcast, <laughs> two guys, one podcast. Yes, I don't know transgender. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. Either way, send us anything you would like us to talk about or anything you want us to do, and we'll try to include it in another episode of Fermented and Demented. Hey. See you. Fuck off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just one bear. Just one. Just, just one bear. Oh.